0: Hi, this is Matt Shaw, pastor at City Lift Church. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love for you to come visit us on a Sunday sometime or join us online, CityLift.Church. We hope today's message fills you with courage and helps you on your spiritual journey. We exist just to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. Enjoy today's message. All right. This morning, guys, get your notes out. I'm going to pour into your life a little bit. How to diffuse an offense. Who's been offended in here? Okay, that should be all of us. The rest of you are lying in church, okay? Pretty much everyone has been offended. Uh, let me take the next 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, and let's talk about offense and how not to live and be trapped in offense. Now, the Greek word offense is actually on. It's where we get our word scandal from. It actually means the trigger of a trap. The trigger of a trap. And so if you set a trap and you set bait, that's what an offense is. And the enemy, of course, uses an offense to trap your spiritual life. Trap your joy. Trap your your generosity. Trap your your giving heart, your love for people. He will lock you in an offense. And Scandalon is that trigger. That's what what it says. Now, Jesus said, of course, offenses will come. In other words, offenses are Inevitable. They are going to show up on your doorstep. And the enemy will always use them to try to trap you. Now, we wouldn't have a lot of hope, but I believe that a great offense must be met with a great defense. How many of you remembered that the LA Rams won the Super Bowl this last year? How many of you think that feels like five years ago now? Okay, all right? Like it just feels so, so long ago. Just to give you a little history lesson from six months ago, the LA Rams defeated the Cincinnati Bengals, and arguably Cup did a phenomenal job, but the defense, I think, should get a ton of the credit. They won game after game for the Rams, and particularly, I think Aaron Donald is one of the most exciting players to watch. I think I have an image of Aaron Donald. There we go. Uh, he's their defensive tackle for the LA Rams, and he arguably won game after game in the season, postseason, and the Super Bowl. In other words, a great offense, which the Bengals had a great offense, but it was met by a phenomenal defense, probably an even better defense, and continue to shut them down this morning. I want to give you a great defense to a great offense, right? Offenses come in different layers and different measures, don't they? Somebody on the street cusses you out and you're like, ah, it's okay, you don't know me. Okay, but if you have a relationship with that person and then they do something, how many of you know it's a, a bit of a level up? Or, or an extended family member does something or says something, it, it means a little bit more, right? Or somebody in the body of Christ does something and now it hurts a little bit more. So offenses kind of come in layers. There, there's, measure, there, there's different measures of offenses, but they can all be met with a great defense. And I want to talk about this this morning. The first thing, if you're taking notes, write this down. I want to work on my response. I want to work on my response because when a, an offense comes, you must meet it with a great defense. And great defenses, you know, they're, they're playing audibles just like the offenses. They're scanning the environment, and they're seeing what the offense is trying to do, and, and they switch up their game a little bit to, to stop the, the play. I, I want to work on my responses on the inside. I, I have found in life that when I feel insecure is when I typically react the worst, that if I can work on my security, I can have a good response. I, I love this line, little dogs bark the loudest, big dogs know who they are. I love this quote from Eleanor Roosevelt, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. No one can offend me without my consent. I have to give them permission to offend me. Proverbs 15.1 says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. If I can hang on to my security in Christ and I can choose a kind word, I can often begin to diffuse an, an offense. I like it in the Amplified. A soft and gentle and thoughtful answer turns away wrath, but a harsh and painful and careless words, man, they stir up anger. Proverbs 15, four, the soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. When someone lives, I think, constantly from offense and constantly is looking to offend, right? Don't ask for their opinion, ask what happened to them. People get trapped in offense and then they are spurring it out and spitting it out. And again, I love the line, hurt people hurt people. As I'm fielding an offense, I want to take into account, man, what do they go through? Maybe it's not me, it's them. One thing I've, I've learned halfway through life, I hope I'm at least, you know, maybe not quite halfway. I'm going to turn 40 this year. Oh, my gosh. I don't know where that came from, but I, I hope I can, you know, at least have half. Is that I've learned that people will treat you much more according to who they are than who you are. And so when someone comes at me a certain way, I'm like, man, what, what did you go through? because it probably isn't all, all me. As Christ followers, I think we want to be a part of their healing journey, wherever they're at in their story. I want to be a part of their healing journey. James two. I want to talk about the tongue a little bit longer. It says, we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault and what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check, We put bits into the mouths of horses and make them obey us. We can turn the whole animal. We take ships as an example, and, you know, even though it's very large or driven by strong winds, they're steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great force is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire and is itself set on fire by hell, right? Woo! How is your mouth this morning? Does it need some spiritual mouthwash, right? Like, is it a healing tongue, or are you stirring the fire of offense? A question I have for us this morning in part one is, are you currently accelerating or diffusing the offenses in your life? Because when somebody comes at you in a wrong way, isn't it very natural and human of us to spin it right back on them and to pour gasoline on the fire of offense. How is our, our mouth this morning? Number two, I, I want to work on my response, yes, and number two, I want to work on my filter. Um, I cannot control someone else's mouth. I can barely control my mouth, right? So I can't control what someone says, but I can control a little bit more what I receive. Um, in our houses, we have air filters, and they let the air go through, and they trap the contaminants. I want a mental, emotional, spiritual filter called the Word of God in my life. And I don't want to let everything that people say to me and about me in my system. If I believed the opinion of everybody, I would never do anything. I'd never be good enough. I'd never be forgiven enough. I'd, I'd never be bright enough. And so I've learned in my life I'm not who others say I am. I am who Jesus says I am. You are not who others say you are. You're not who your exes say you are. You are who Christ says you are. Can I get a strong amen? I think that's good. I want an offense maybe to be a bump in the road, but not a ditch in my day. It's just in case we need a reminder this morning, a few things that God says over us. 2 Corinthians 5, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Jeremiah 29.11, I know the plans that I have for you. Isaiah 41, fear not, I am with you. Ephesians 2, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. John 1 John 4.18, there is no fear in love. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Luke 12, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Isaiah 43, because you are precious in my eyes and honored and I love you, God says this morning. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God gave us not a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed. And if Zephaniah 3.17, last one. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He'll rejoice over you with gladness. Man, if God is rejoicing over you this morning, come on, who are other people to put you down? That's that's an interesting thought this morning. I never want to put the keys of my identity in someone else's pocket. I never want to put the keys to my joy in someone else's pocket. I never want to put the keys of my happiness in someone else's pocket. I want to reserve that for God, my Father, and His Word. My self-worth should never be decided by someone else's tongue. Wow. Isn't that hard for us to do? So easy to hear that while I preach it this morning, but it's, it's hard to do. I love this quote from actor Jack Nicholson. Don't be too upset when someone doesn't like you. Most people don't like themselves either. <laughs> I just think that's, that's good. If I can work on my tongue and my response... If I can work on my filter, letting God's love and acceptance and word in my life that helps me trap the contaminants and not get too insecure and, you know, let astray and then get emotional and really offended. Because why are we offended in the first place? We believe their words a little bit. Isn't that interesting? Like, you're like, ooh, there's some truth there. Now I'm mad. If if you didn't take it seriously, it'd be like nothing, right? So I've learned, like, what's my... Filter, where am I intaking my identity from? The last one I want to work on my return. I want to work on my return. First Peter 3 9 says this Don't repay evil for evil, don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Why does the Bible say that? So hard to do. (laughs) Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, that he will grant you his blessing. You know, I I like to play tennis. I don't play it a lot, but every now and then I'm I'm terrible at it. I just enjoy it. Felipe keeps inviting me to play tennis with him and John, and I say no because they're going to destroy me. My wife and I, for a season of our lives, would would get into tennis. We had this other couple that we would always play tennis with, and you you just get going, and, and you're having fun. And then every now and then they would slam one really hard. You know what that would make me want to do? That'd make me want to slam one really hard back at them. But I had no control because I'm not that good. And so when I'd slam one, it would go flying and, you know, we'd still lose. I'm the same way in basketball, right? I start out playing and then it's fun and cute and then somebody does something. And now I'm like, okay, we're going to up at a level, you know? Now I've got to play a little harder. A couple of years ago, I landed wrong ways on my knee, and I couldn't walk for a whole month almost. I, had, I was on crutches for the first couple weeks. It was terrible. I'm like, that's it. i retired. I'm retiring now from the game because I can't handle it. Why? Because when someone does something, I want to return the intensity, and I'm not in a 20-year-old body anymore. I think I am, but I'm, I'm not. Isn't it amazing when someone throws an insult, you want to ramp it up? When your spouse says something, you want to ramp it up. Up, right? When your family member does that thing, you want to ramp it up. When they tweet that tweet, you want to ramp it up. And yet, here we find the Bible saying, Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. Matthew 5 says this You've heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. One of the hardest things I had to do, this is my wife and I first got married. I had a family member say some things about me, say some things to me. They did some things. And, uh, you know, it's all over now. But but at the time, man, I was really, really offended. And I'm living in the offense for about six months. And I remember, I'll never forget the Holy Spirit was like, son, bitterness is knocking on the door of your heart. And, and I really felt like God was directing me to pray for this person. And, and, and I'm telling you, one of the hardest things I had to do in that time was begin to pray for their blessing. I'm willing to bet that there's someone in your life it's hard for you to pray for. Praying for these beautiful babies and families, isn't that fun today? Isn't it cute to pray for a baby? Right? You're like, oh, God bless them. I'm gonna give them some money later. You know, I just love them. God, they're cute, you know? It's easy to pray for your grandkids, right? Not so easy to pray for your kids sometimes, but you know, I mean, like, you know, it's easy. Somebody in church, they're all sweet to you, like, it's easy to pray for you. But what about the person in your life that's hard to pray for? That's the person we really need to pray for. It's not even so much about them, but my, my praying for them keeps my heart free. When you can pray for your ex, that keeps your heart free from hate. When I can bless the person that's insulted me, that keeps my spiritual life free. Jesus is saying, offenses, man, they are inevitable. Not everybody follows me. Not everybody follows the way of love. Not everybody's a good person. You're going to get offended. So how do I keep my kids free? Right? I don't let my kids eat sugar every day because I I don't want their teeth to be rotten. Jesus is saying, how do I keep my kids' mouth from being rotten? I'm going to tell them to bless the people that are cursing them so they stay free and alive and joy-filled and ready for my blessing. When I can do that, I qualify myself, the Bible says, for his blessing. I'm learning. I'm not living for others. I'm living for him. And that's easy to preach. But tomorrow morning, we're all going to have an opportunity to apply this message. And then it's going to get hard. Because somebody's going to look at you cross away. Somebody's going to say something. They're going to do something. And you're like, I don't want to hear nothing Pastor Matt said. It was cute on Sunday, but it's hard on Monday. And that's the moment where you're like, God, am I living for you or am I living for them? And if I choose your way, I can expect your blessing on my life. I want to stay free. Amen. Church, I'm going to close with this. We can use the strong winds of offense to soar to higher heights. A great offense can always be met with a great defense. We want to become the people God has called us to become. Amen. Let me pray, and we'll, we'll get out of here today. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. It went way too fast. It seems like it's just flying by. Lord, we love you. We're grateful to be your kids and in your house today, celebrating you, learning from you, growing from your word. God. We never want to come in here and leave the same way. We want to be transformed by your word and your presence. God, this is a hard message to hear. It's an even harder message to walk out. Lord, help us live free from offense. Help us, God, to build an identity that is Christ-centered, to have a mouth that is yielded to Christ, and God, that we might respond in a biblical way so that we could be a part of making this world a better place. God, we can't transform it without you. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. In fact, with all eyes closed for a moment longer, if you're in here this morning, you're like, hey, I just want a right relationship with God. I want to give my life back to God. Maybe you don't know God at all. You want to begin a walk with God. Today really impacted you. you. Just lift your hand real quick. I'm not going to embarrass you, but I just want to see who's out there this morning. Thank you. Anyone else this morning? I love this. Thank you. Let's all pray this together so nobody feels alone. Say, Heavenly Father, I give you my life. I receive Jesus as my Savior. I ask that you forgive me of my sins, and you would give me a fresh start. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you give it up for the two people who lifted their hands this morning? That's beautiful. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. Share with a few friends. Thanks for helping us make Jesus famous right here in South Florida. Again, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love to see you sometime. Or as always, visit us online, Lift. Dot church. Have an amazing day.